0: Thin shafts streaked every which way. Now and then one of the creatures would point a long branch at another, and there would be a blast like thunder and a puff of smoke. There was much screaming and shouting. Baffled by the bedlam, the eagle made a circuit of the site. Bodies littered the area. Some creatures were thrashing in torment or convulsing in the pangs of death. Pools of blood were everywhere, seeping into the earth. The eagle witnessed countless brutal fights in which creatures were slain or maimed. It saw big ones ripped open by whooping foes and small ones who had their heads caved in. It had never beheld such outright carnage, such bloodthirsty slaughter. So it lingered, absorbing every detail. Its kind learned by studying other wildlife, by learning the rhythms of the woodland. It knew of the ferocity of grizzlies and the savagery of mountain lions, but it had never seen any sight to quite match this. Since to the eagle all the two-legged creatures were more or less alike, it had no means to tell if the ones from the trees or the ones who lived in the conical nest were prevailing. It did see a shift in the conflict when dozens of creatures on horseback appeared over a hill and charged into the midst of the fray, Soon some of the creatures were fleeing into the trees. They raced to the horses hidden in the gully, climbed up and swiftly departed. Many laughed and waved strips of hair. The eagle made one final sweep. All the fighting had ceased, but some of the creatures were going around striking others sprawled on the ground if the latter showed the slightest hint of movement presently wailing and bawling arose, forming a mournful din that so upset the eagle it sailed off, heading deeper into the virgin wilderness where it could enjoy life undisturbed by the two-legged terrors. Chapter 1 Nate King raised his heavy axe overhead, then paused as the forest around him abruptly became eerily silent. Shifting, he scanned the nearest firs, then glanced at his prized hawk and rifle, which was propped against a convenient log. He had lived in the wild recesses of the majestic Rockies long enough to know that squirrels, sparrows, chipmunks, and the like only ceased their constant chatter when there was a meat-eater abroad, or man— Since the animals living close to his cabin were accustomed to his presence, he knew he wasn't the cause. There must be an unwanted visitor in the vicinity. Lowering the axe, Nate stepped to the log and crouched. He strained his ears, but heard just the sighing of the wind and the rustling of the limbs. Switching the axe for his rifle, he glided to the right and knelt at the base of a tree, The forest remained unnaturally silent. As yet, nothing out of the ordinary had showed itself. Nate stayed perfectly still, his thumb resting on the cool hammer of his hawkin. His powerfully built frame was covered by fringed buckskins, his feet protected by moccasins. Perched on his head was a beaver hat, around his waist a wide leather belt, Wedged under that belt were two flintlocks, a matching set he had bought in St. Louis. Complementing the pistols was a big butcher knife on his right hip and a tomahawk on his left. In addition, he carried a bullet pouch and a powder horn, both slanted across his broad chest. While Nate would have drawn stairs back in New York City or elsewhere in the States, His attire was typical of the trappers and mountain men with whom he shared an abiding affection for the untamed but free life of the raw frontier. At the annual rendezvous, he wouldn't stand out in the crowd at all. And here, amidst the deep woods, he blended into the background so well that he seemed part and parcel of the forest itself. Tense minutes went by. Nate had reason for concern two very good ones in fact so he wasn't about to lower his guard until he was fully satisfied there was no danger foremost on his mind was the grizzly that had taken to paying his homestead regular visits in recent months from the size of the tracks he had found the beast had to be